0: Welcome back to another episode of the Fans First Sports Network's 2023 NFL Draft Previews. This is Jeremy Betts, joined as always by Andrew Wilbar. We're going to be taking you division by division, answering the most important questions for each team, like top needs, players to watch, and more. Today's division is the intriguing NFC South. Everybody there has a shot at this division, and it's going to be an intriguing Start to 2023 with the NFL draft for these guys. Andrew, let me bring you in and uh, get your thoughts on the NFC South before we jump in to answer some questions heading into 2023.
1: The storylines are going to surround Carolina, but this division is up for grabs. Whoever has the best draft, more than likely is going to be the team that wins this division it is entirely up for grabs no team in this division is going to run away with it obviously new orleans is the favorite with Derek carr Mm. but they have some areas that they need to address as well when you look at the roster on paper it doesn't look the greatest either so there's a lot of work to do in this division excited to see which teams make the most of their picks
0: has anybody done more this offseason so far than the atlanta falcons to improve their roster i was going through through the the free agency signings just to have pieces to put in here and there are some teams in the nfc that just aren't adding players the falcons were not one of those teams i i usually try to pick like three uh players i got four here and i could have added so many more impact signings that they've that they've made or trades as well uh they brought in jesse bates from cincinnati uh to to shore up some some stuff on the back end at safety defensive tackle Calais Campbell from Baltimore to be a, a veteran presence and a leader next to Grady Jerry on that defensive line, a big move. They traded for uh, tight end, Johnny Smith from new England. They also traded yeah. recently for cornerback Jeff Okuda from Detroit, trying to reach in and see if maybe they can't bring out uh, what made him the third overall pick in the draft just a f- couple years ago next to, um, AJ Terrell, their stud corner on the other side. So the Falcons adding and adding and adding, trying to become that team. Do they have a quarterback though? That is a question here. Desmond Ritter in the wings. But Andrew, despite all the additions, there are definitely some areas where they can still add to this team. So, what we do on these previews, if you haven't listened to any of them yet, we're going to ask three main questions, three big questions heading into the draft for each team. For the Atlanta Falcons, Andrew, question number one, what are this team's biggest needs heading into the draft?
1: The defensive line has to be addressed at some point, and I think it's playing out really well for them in the first round, whether it be Tyree Wilson, Lucas Van Ness. They're going to have their choice of edge rushers, and then there's always that chance that Jalen Carter falls as well. But I think the defensive line is the first position that has to be addressed. But you also have quarterback in that question. Is Desmond Ritter the guy? Are they going with a guy like Taylor Heineke? You know, you have guys in that room, but what if one of the four quarterbacks ends up falling? Do you take him at eight? Do you trade out to a team that wants to move up for one of them? We don't know what's going to be available for them at this point, but it's going to be intriguing. Nonetheless, I think defensive line is the way they go though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got, for their sneaky need which is the second question we always ask what what is kind of an under the radar need for for these teams uh for the atlanta falcons i had quarterback down just because y- you don't know what they're going to do are they going to ride with desmond ritter are they going to ride with heineke like you mentioned or does does will levis start to fall on there like ooh, this sounds intriguing maybe we should just go ahead and get this guy and maybe he can sit a year under heineke or let's see what we have in ritter i think for a team like the Falcons who've been in quarterback purgatory since the Matt Ryan days of, of your, <laughs> uh, are, are longing for a a quarterback and you just, you just take swings until you find the guy. Uh, but do you have any other, anything else that could stand out to you as kind of like a, a sneaky under the radar need for this team?
1: Not really other than quarterback, all their needs are kind of evident. You could throw a linebacker in there. You could even throw the interior of the offensive line in there, but again, there's so many positions they need to address. Defensive line just stands out above the rest because of how little they have. Could they be in play for Bijan Robinson at number eight? I don't think so. That would not okay. be a smart move for me just because of all the needs they have. Like I'm not a fan of taking a running back that high. Period. But if the team's going to sure. do it, let it be Philadelphia who has most of their needs taken care of. With yeah. Atlanta, they need everything, and you can get a starting running back on day two, maybe even day three. I mean, Lou Nichols is a guy not getting a whole lot of hype, but. If he's there in round four or five, I think this guy has a chance to be a top ten back in the league. Had 2,100 scrimmage yards in 2021, battled injuries this past year, was an explosive running back, five 5'11", 220 pounds. This guy's well built, and he can catch passes out of the backfield too. Absolutely love this guy. Made the most underrated running back in the class. If I'm a team like Atlanta, I would much rather spend a fourth or fifth round pick on that guy than take Bijan in the top ten and waste a pick that I could have to potentially get a Pro Bowl edge rusher
0: absolutely the third question we always ask is what players make sense at their selection zone so they're in pick eight here you already talked Tyree Wilson Jalen Carter you've got Christian Gonzalez down here too as as a potential fit for this team that likes to play zone uh likes guys that can take the ball away they did just sign or just trade for Akuda but that does not mean that they can't or shouldn't address cornerback anybody
1: else stand out to you there at eight. No, the only reason I wouldn't rule out corner is because the corners they have for the most part are not definite long term answers outside of their top guy in Terrell. You know, after that, you know, even Akuda, he's a rental as of right now, really, when you think about it. He's not definitely in their long term plans. And if they love one of these corners, which there's been rumors about Christian Gonzalez, if he's there, there's no guarantee he will be, but if he's there, I think that would make a lot of sense for them and just solidify one unit really well. You could even slide a CUDA inside to the slot. You'd have a little bit more versatility there.
0: Absolutely. Let's move on to the team that owns the number one pick in the draft and thus owns the draft. That is the Carolina Panthers after trading up with the Chicago Bears from number nine to pick number one. They are in need of a quarterback, Andrew. Um, they, they added one in free agency. Andy Dalton which to me was a very smart move no matter who you get at quarterback this is a guy who can mentor your young guy and and maybe even spot start for him early if you feel like he needs more time to to get rolling but there's going to be a lot of pressure on this team to start quarterback right away uh, they also added running back Miles Sanders from Philadelphia and wide receiver Adam Thielen from Minnesota so adding to that offense they still need help on offense outside of quarterback obviously that they need what is a, another big team need for the carolina panthers
1: well adam thielen isn't a number one wide receiver so i think you have to look at wide receiver as a position you gotta address at some point there have been questions about brian burns in the long term you know and just the the long-term picture on defense there is nothing set yeah. on defense so i don't think anything is necessarily off the table but if you're getting a rookie quarterback, which you know you're going to get, you might as well surround them with weapons early on. So I think you got to go offense-heavy in the draft.
0: Yeah, they could go offensive line at some point here as well. Probably not early, obviously. Uh, and then with the trades that they made, they are going to – or with the trade up to number one, they're going to have fewer picks this year uh, to to spend you already mentioned uh, when I was trying to come up with a, a sneaky under-the-radar team need for, for this team, it really just stands out that the entire defense just needs help. They could really just take best player available after they get their quarterback, maybe wide receiver at some point in there uh, with their later picks, just best player available on defense and plug him in and, and see how he fits. They they need a lot of help there. Um, so the, the question, obviously, at number one is, Which quarterback are you taking? Do you have a preference if you're Carolina and, or do you have a preference of the quarterbacks, even Andrew and tell us this, are they potentially in play to shock the world and take Anthony Richardson at number one
1: overall? I originally thought when they had made that trade up, in the back of my head, I'm like, could this be for Anthony Richardson? Just because there was a lot of rumor surrounding him, it was, you know, at that time, you know, coming off a great combine performance. There's so much that's going on. Could Carolina be that team that shocks the world and just takes Anthony Richardson one overall? While I can't rule it out, I do typically trust Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen, especially when they're both saying the same thing. And they're both saying that it's probably Bryce Young. And if it's anybody else, it would be C.J. Stroud. True. If I'm Carolina, the reason I like Bryce Young better is because you are in warmer weather. You're yep. not going to be dealing with cold that often. Outside, of obviously, once you get to the playoffs and maybe the end of the year if you have a road game. But, <coughs> excuse me, Jeremy. For those of you that are listening, I apologize. I'm with a lot of allergy issues here in the Midwest. We had a <laughs> huge weather change over the weekend. It happens, man. So it happens. It, we went from 30 degrees to 65 in one day. Oh, wow. So it, it is messing yeah. entirely with the allergies. Now you have things in bloom, then things died off. Now things are growing again. So I do apologize for those of you that are listening. I'm just, If you're wondering, those of you that may be watching this or, you know, <laughs> on some sort of platform and see me standing up. It's because of the stuffiness. I do apologize about that. Uh, but with Carolina, it's all about preference. Frank Reich has typically worked with bigger quarterbacks, Jeremy, and I know that you're a CJ Stroud guy. You think he needs to be the number one pick, and I wouldn't disagree with it if that's who they feel their guy is, but you have to get someone who's NFL ready, and that's one of these two guys, Stroud or Young. This is not a team that is in a position to just bring somebody in that isn't ready to play immediately. I think they're looking for a day-one starter. I would go with Bryce Young just because I like his processing, his ability to improvise a little bit more than Stroud. I still have concerns about when Stroud is – under duress in the pocket obviously the Carolina brought in Ikki last year in the first round but again if you bring in Stroud I think you have to improve the offensive line a little bit more whereas with Young you may be able to get away with a little bit less due to the extra mobility
0: all right let's move on to the New Orleans Saints they did make that big swing for quarterback Derek Carr out of Las Vegas they added Jamal Williams Everybody's favorite running back now. After his appearances on Hard Knocks and some of the fun interviews that we saw from him throughout the year, uh, he's going to come in and be a a scoring machine and help uh, Alvin Kamara re- relieve some of that load. Um, and then they also added defensive tackle Nathan Shepard out of n- New York, the Jets. Uh, what are the Saints' biggest needs now that they've addressed quarterback and uh, they're they're heading into the draft here?
1: Edge rusher and defensive line, defensive tackle, interior, defensive line. They both stand out. Marcus Davenport left him free agency. They did not really do anything to replace him of a major nature. Nathan Shepard, how big of a role is he really going to have? Probably Mm. not even as big a role as he had in the Jets. I I just do not see that. I think you're looking at the later rounds. There's going to be options. But, you know, wide receiver as well. Michael Thomas. What are we going to get from him? I know you have Chris Alave as well, but there's not anything behind those guys. You got to add somebody at some point. Yeah. Even if you don't, even if you're expecting something from Michael Thomas, you still need to get yourself a bigger wide receiver that can replace him on the outside at some point. Maybe this is the spot where Quentin Johnson falls. But at some point, whether it be the first, second, third round, I think they need to come away with a big pass catcher. With is this the spot we'll see? I do think defensive line should override wide receiver the first round.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as far as like an under the radar need for this team, it, it's, it's interesting to me to, to look at them. I think they could use a tight end uh, to, to help out that roster, yes. uh, you know, and they're picking in the back end of the first round. Maybe they could get a Luke Musgrave or, uh, you know, Darnell Washington, someone, someone along those lines that has a little bit of, Of nuance to their game but also can can help out in the run game which uh, I believe that the the Saints would love to lean on Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams a lot in 2023 Um, what are some players though that makes sense at 29 uh, talking about maybe tight end but also talking for sure edge rusher defensive tackle wide receiver
1: well I like what you said about tight end because I agree I think Dalton Kincaid would be a fit for what they needed, that explosive guy in the middle of the field if they're not going to go receiver. Darnell Washington is another guy. But I think if you're looking at the interior of the defensive line, I'm not a fan of Brian Bresee personally, but if you're looking for a team that would be a good schematic fit for him, I think New Orleans and Dennis Allen this would be the situation for him to come into. They have some depth there where he could be. Or he could rotate in year one, but they do need a guy who can develop, a guy who has some traits, the guy who has some extra athleticism. They lack that on their defensive line right now. Breesy might be able to help in that situation. I think if you look at it, if they do decide to go another way maybe bj ojalary even though he's not the best scheme fit he's a local guy and also yep. felix and Uzama from kansas Estate, a guy who can play in either a 3-4 or a 4-3 has some surprising twitch around the ed had a big 2022 season could be in play from those teams in that 25 to 31 range in the first round
0: i like it they've got some needs on that defense after losing marcus davenport and uh they're they're just going to need they're going to need some help on that pass rush. It's not very intimidating when you look at it on paper. Let's move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are so uh, intriguing to me because I mean, are they seriously going into 2023 with Baker Mayfield as their best option at quarterback? You can't be serious right now, but that is what it looks like so far that they're going to ride Baker Mayfield and hopefully build out this roster and maybe go after a quarterback in 2024 i don't know maybe baker mayfield works out maybe uh their first round or their their pick from a couple years ago uh out of florida um what's the name there kyle I, I'm trask. yeah kyle trask uh maybe he surprises everybody in training camp and, and shows that he has starting uh, potential in him i don't know they added baker mayfield they added uh chase edmonds uh but the biggest deal was re-signing uh, linebacker levante david uh who many thought was on his way out of town um but if we if you look at these team needs here andrew uh quarterbacks got to be on the list even though you know they're they're telling us they're set in place I don't know about that maybe they could make a trade up for a Will Levis if he starts to fall a little bit or maybe they could trade back even and pick up a Hendon hooker they could be in play for something along those lines but anything else that stands out to you as, as a, a major team need for the Bucks going into the draft?
1: Tight end is a position they yeah. could address just because of how much they utilize it. Tight end is a spot to look at. But quarterback, we we can talk about this for a second. I get this weird suspicion that they are a little bit higher on head and Hooker. Sure. I don't know if you're getting that same vibe or not, but the question is where do you take them? Are you taking them in the yeah. second are you taking him in the first? Are you trading up from the second to the first and taking somebody else entirely different at 19? But I think the offensive line, if they don't go quarterback, that's probably what makes the most sense just because of the guys that could be in that range. You also yeah. think that linebacker could be a need, though, as well.
0: Yeah, I do. I think that's their sneaky need because uh, news has has come out that uh, Devin White is, is seeking a trade out of, uh, out of Tampa Bay, and if that's the case, then... You've got Levante David. Their their depth is decent, I guess, but you're gonna need somebody else to to come in and and fill that role. Uh maybe they could look at Trenton Simpson in, in the uh late or, or in the second round at some point, or one of these run and hit linebackers that, that we see uh as a potential option in the early second. But Andrew, you and I are Steelers fans. We we podcast for the steel curtain network uh the steelers fix show if you're a steelers fan check that out um could this be a team that is giving omar khan a call at 32 if hendon hooker is still there and they want to get ahead of everybody and and try to secure that quarterback of the future
1: i think if it's a quarterback they would probably trade into the first round to get that fifth year option i do think though third pick 32 is going to be a hot commodity for other teams but if it's coming down to a quarterback specifically, I think that they would move into late first to get him. But it's a conversation to be had. If there's another guy, maybe they go quarterback at 19. And when those tackles are there at 32, that could be a situation where they wait until pick 32.
0: There you go. So let's talk. We talked him Hooker. Talk about these tackles then that could be options for them uh, at, in, the, in the first round there.
1: Yeah, Matthew Bergeron is a guy who's gaining steam. Some people have him going in the late first round. Some people have him going early day two. Some people think he can move inside the guard. He he wasn't tested a bunch in the ACC, but in the challenges he had, he did a solid job. Has a good anchor, uh, pretty good functional strength overall. But I do think if you're looking at another guy, Darnell Wright, he'd be the ideal pick if he were to fall this far. Yeah. But Anton Harrison is the other guy. Put up some really good tape this year, uh, left tackle. I think he could be a guy... Would fit exactly what team Bay is looking for—a guy to replace Donovan Smith, kind of in that similar mold, too.
0: Yeah, I like Anton Harrison. I really do. I think he's a good player, and I think, you know, he's got potential to be one of these guys that, you know, you miss out on the top three tackles—the consensus top three tackles. You take him, and, and you're in just as good a shape. A couple years down the road, just seems to me like a guy who flies under the radar a little bit, like you mentioned. That's going to do it for our chatting up the nfc south this is a division that we're going to be keeping our eyes on for sure it's jeremy Betts and andrew wilbar as a part of the fans first sports network this is the nfc south we're doing every division check those out andrew i hope you have a great day this is going to be it for us here on the fans first sports network have a good one stop and check them out